The benefits for uh, taking out seizure in a pediatric age are very are huge. What uh, we want is to operate fast, just to make uh, uh, the period in which people experience seizure, it's very short. Fellow homo sapiens, for lots of people with epilepsy, anti-seizure medications just do not control their seizures. And it is more than a tad frustrating to say the least. Well, this week we are talking to Luca De Palma, a paediatric neurologist and epilepsy surgery specialist from Bambino Gesù Hospital in Rome, who plays a key part in performing pre-surgical evaluations for children with refractory epilepsy. This week being about the role that he plays, the risks and benefits of having epilepsy surgery, and the benefits of having surgery earlier in life. We also have a heap of new terms actually added to the Epilepsy Sparks glossary as a result of our chat with Luca, so do check those out as well. I'm Luca De Palma, so I'm a, an almost 40 years old man that uh, is a doctor from at least uh, eight years. I'm a specialist uh, doing uh, most epilepsy surgery and uh, involved mainly in neurophysiology. Uh, always dedicated to epilepsy surgery. Could you tell us quickly how you got into epilepsy and specifically epilepsy surgery? Why is that your focus? Uh, it was just at the beginning of my training. I was uh, just entering in the hospital and this was the first things that uh, almost I have met about pediatric neurology. And then uh, I fell in love and uh, from that period it was my focus. And uh, epilepsy surgery uh, came out uh, with my training in France, especially, uh, both in Lyon and Grenoble, and especially thanks to my mentor, that uh, were Philippe Kahn and Lorella Minotti, that uh, uh, helped me in developing my skills in uh, epilepsy surgery and uh, how to be a doctor and how to be a person that have uh, to cure uh, someone who has some need. Um, what type of um, epilepsies do your patients tend to have? Uh, as uh, we are in a pediatric uh, hospital, we have a very, very wide range of epilepsies. Uh, there could be, we start from uh, very severe encephalopathy of the first years of life that uh, usually needs uh, a very rapid genetic testing just to, and uh, neuroradiology to understand the disease. And uh, if they are surgically treatable, a very uh, rapid surgery. And uh, but uh, we move on up to the adolescent that uh, are epilepsy uh, epilepsy like uh, mostly similar to adults one. So they have uh, a weekly or daily seizure. They try to have a normal life, but they are quite impaired in trying to have a normal life by the frequency of seizure and by the sudden. Uh, um, episode that uh, can have uh, both a school and they do, cannot have a driving license so they search for surgery just to, to try to solve the problem of their life. So as a neurophysiologist what part do you play when it comes to the surgery? How do you help the decisions to be made whether a, a patient should or should not have surgery? We try uh, to have surgery, we try to have uh, what we call the anatomo-electroclinical correlation. It's a very complicated term to tell that... Uh, it's, it's too long! <laughs> uh, um, there should be... Uh, to, op to operate someone, we need uh, to uh, be sure that the seizure that uh, are what I want to treat should arise uh, so to some specific region in which uh, where we should find uh, 
a lesion. So these are the perfect uh, anatomo-electroclinical correlation. That means uh, that uh, the, the, the shape of the seizure uh, tells us that it comes to a place where I found uh, the uh, abnormalities in the EEG and where I can found uh, the uh, MRI lesion. So when we have uh, all this concordance, so everything is concordant, it means that uh, I can go to surgery. Uh, whenever there are discordances, uh, so um, it, it means not that you cannot be operated, it means that uh, we need to have more neurophysiology, for example, so uh, high-density EG, and uh, uh, so that are EG with more electrodes up to 256, or what uh, it's the, my, it was really my uh, most of the training of my life, uh, uh, we need to have intracranial recording. So we need to, to put the electrodes inside the area that we suspect to be pathological, but in which we cannot find too many arguments. And uh, uh, for that area, uh, we should specifically search with the strategy the uh, limits of the surgery. And uh, this is the most complete complicated part to to learn but uh, what can benefit also to the most uh, difficult patients and who was involved in making that decision uh, is it's not just yourself though there are multiple people on the team aren't there usually we have uh, um, a weekly uh, case discussion uh, in which uh, they're involved clearly the surgeon uh, the neurologist and uh, the psychologist uh, the neuroradiologist, and uh, usually some uh, some of us has also expertise in genetics. So uh, usually we are uh, quite the extended team, in which uh, lately also the uh, the EG technologist and uh, the engineer took part because uh, there are uh, a lot of uh, feature of the post processing, both of MRI and of the EG signal that needs uh, more uh, advanced expertise, uh, especially of myself. So we need the help of uh, engineer and the EG technologist to uh, technician to uh, understand better uh, what's going on and to have uh, uh, the perfect representation of the post-processing uh, of the signal uh, EG and MRI that we have. And how do you evaluate risks versus potential benefits of surgery? Okay, so usually the risks are studied with the the story that we have. So we have operated more than 300 uh, people with uh, children with epilepsy. So we have uh, quite uh, our experience. And then uh, usually we know uh, about the already reported uh, cases, large series in which also we took part about reports, which are the common side effects. And uh, so we try to m to merge the two data, so the, the personal experience of us uh, that is becoming quite large and what is already reported. And then uh, uh, the benefits, uh, clearly, um, the benefits for uh, taking out seizure in a pediatric age are very, are huge because uh, uh, what we want is to operate fast just to make uh, uh, the period in which the 
people experience seizure, it's very short. The children experience seizure very short. So they can uh, restart uh, what uh, it was quite uh, sometimes uh, make more difficult so about uh, seizure recurrence, especially in adolescent. And uh, for epileptic encephalopathy of uh, small children, just to stop uh, the process of encephalopathy in which uh, there is uh, the electrical activity in per se could be detrimental and so we try to stop it uh, very very early. So usually the benefits are large, clearly there are some indications like uh, low-grade glioma and uh, focal cortical dysplasia which are quite, especially focal cortical dysplasia type 2 which are quite straightforward and uh, very very have uh, a, lot, a lot of benefit from uh, epilepsy surgery and then there are other indications that uh, are uh, more complicated and should be evaluated uh, case by case so each time and uh, mm -hmm. the maximum of risk should not never be in up to five maximum ten percent of a small transient deficit uh, and uh, that could be the maximum also for the worst epilepsy but usually what's the standard is that there is a no risk of having any uh, cognitive problem and maximum 1% or 1% of uh, having some problems during surgery. So this is uh, the maximum risk that usually we speak about uh, to the one who asks for uh, our opinion. And I guess we have to, you know, consider the risk, yes, of surgery, but also the risk of not having surgery. Yeah because often like we're talking about you know injuries from seizures the impact like you've been saying on cognitive function or regression even um and the you know potential for SUDEP and things like that this is uh, what we discuss especially with parents because parents uh, i mean it's the worst decision for uh, parents because uh, uh, they have to decide for not for themselves but for their child and uh, for a child who is not an imminent uh, danger for life and so for them it, it, it's uh, it's very complicated and we have to help and uh, one of the things that uh, helps is just to think in perspective so uh, the the what uh, you want from your child, what you expect, what you hope, especially for your child, and uh, being seizure free clearly um, makes the possibilities that you have uh, more uh, than the possibilities uh, if a seizure persists. Then there are the things uh, that uh, could have to be discussed, but very uh, it's. Um, not to be too direct because it's uh, always problematic is that especially life uh, with seizure could be sometimes problematic especially if you live alone and uh, if you become old uh, things get uh, more complicated to be managed and uh, this is something that they also should know uh, to take their decision. I can say as a patient, and I've said this in other episodes, but and in my specific case, um, temporal sclerosis, I, I wish that I had been able to have surgery earlier. I really do, that I hadn't needed to wait till I was in my 30s. Um, which was for multiple reasons, but if I, you know, that I had to, you know, wait that long, but it would have had such, I know from experience and research, such a positive impact on my life because, you know, the younger that we have these surgeries, you know, the easier it is for you to make use new neural connections. And, you know, and I just think it would have been a much simpler, potentially, 
life to have had that earlier. Yeah, what you can do at 18 years old is not what you can, what you can do at 30, is not what you can do at 40. So uh, it means that uh, if we can give the possibility of do what they can do at, at 18, at 25, this will, it's much better than uh, waiting that uh, the decision is obligatory because the, the patient asks uh, us Yes, I want because I cannot stand anymore. So I think that there were a lot of, uh, in the past, especially to wait up to that moment in which it was really the, uh, the people with epilepsy that says, okay, that's, that's enough, I want. Mm. But uh, I think that now we have to discuss earlier and uh, to, um, to tell the benefit and the risk, okay? Because we cannot hide the risk, the, but the risk, especially for some indication like campus sclerosis, now is becoming very few, and the expertise uh, much, much better. The surgical techniques are really more safe. And uh, so, and uh, having a large center with a high experience and surgeon that uh, are dedicated to that, in really really decrease complication and uh, the possibility of having of being harmed by the surgery so it's not more like having a center with one surgery each year but in which they cannot be so controlled the side effect but having large epilepsy surgery center in which i mean more or less uh, what you are going through is known thanks so much for joining us today luca um everybody Get ready and look forward to next week's episode because again, this is a sort of a dual, uh, a dual two episodes of a fabulous clinician and researcher. So, um, speak to you next week. Thanks, Luca. Thank you very much, Dorian. Thank you very much. To learn more about Luca, check him out using the link below, where you can find multiple links to his profiles and his work. <laughs>